Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Hope you're all doing well. In the wake of the news that Aaron Rodgers has indeed put pen to paper, the deal is done. Uh, Four-year extension, the first two years of which are guaranteed. His cap hit initially for 2022 is just over $28 million. That alone is a major win for Brian Gutekunst and Russ Ball. But as our good buddy Ken Ingles has been pointing out, all of this reworking will have a price to pay at a later date. That dead money cap hit that is coming when and if Aaron Rodgers retires in a few years, who baby, it ain't going to be pretty. But in the meantime, the Packers bring back their quarterback and they clearly keep the championship window open, chasing another Lombardi prior to the end of the Rodgers era. Hopefully, with the Rodgers deal done, this will set the scene, so to speak, for a Devontae Adams extension. Um, Got to think the Packers have been working uh, nonstop on getting whatever they want to do with Devontae fit into the structure of Rodgers' contract. I'm sure the two maybe don't go hand in hand, but I'm sure they will play off of each other. Um, I know the news dropped yesterday that Devontae informed the team that he will not play on the franchise tag. I don't think anybody inside 1265 Lombardi was surprised by that, um, but it's something that needs to be said. So we'll see how the next few days play out. Um, Packers have until 4 o'clock Wednesday afternoon to get under the 2022 salary cap. A um, couple other moves that you might expect or not expect. Uh, one that I didn't expect, at least Heading into the offseason, when the season was over, I felt pretty certain that they would be moving on from Mason Crosby. But per Rob Domofsky, doesn't seem to be any action on that front. The Packers plan to keep him through the start of the new league year and into uh, the next year of his contract, set to make, I believe, $4.3 million. So uh, the Packers apparently will be keeping three kickers on their roster for the time being, heading into presumably the draft and OTAs and minicamp, etc., um, I, like I said, that's not what I saw, but, um, Packers seem to be sticking with their guy for the time being. Now things can always change, obviously. Um, and then Randall Cobb, I, I know there's, I've already gotten a lot of people in my mentions talking about how we got to do something with Randall's contract. And I do not doubt for a moment that the Packers will approach him about some kind of restructure, uh, pay cut, etc. But I believe they'll probably be keeping Randall Cobb, um, after that gets done, but we'll see how that plays out. Those are a couple things that probably in the pipeline, so to speak, prior to tomorrow at four o'clock. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Good morning. Big B is here. That's all that really matters. It's very good to see everybody. Mark, thank thank you for starting us off with a super chat. Crystal Ball, what's next? Probably one of the things I just talked about, either Cobb or Devante. Hmm. I think Jair is probably in the hopper as well. So. Um, I think there's a good chance we see some kind of news on the Jair front in the next 24 hours. But that's just totally a guess on my part. Ed, thanks for the Super Chat. Fun fact, even as the universe expands, the exact center remains the 50-yard line at Lambeau. Only Bear fans find this to be odd. <laughs> well stated, Ed. I like it. Uh, Justin, thanks for the Super Chat. With MVS likely gone, do you see us adding another receiver this offseason? Uh, maybe down the line. I don't think they're going to jump on anybody early, but I tell you what, with Rodgers giving them some pretty significant relief, I'm sure, well, maybe not sure, but I would suspect 
that he has said, look, I, I want you to utilize this room and go get somebody. Now, who that might be, I have no idea. But um, I think they'll be maybe not active early, but I think they'll uh, they'll keep an eye out at that position, and especially if there's someone sitting out there for a little bit, maybe doesn't get the deal he is expecting. I mean, it's a hell of a pitch to say, come play with Aaron Rodgers in a pass-happy offense and pump up your numbers for a year or maybe two at a team-friendly rate. Could do a lot worse. Uh, Grim Chief, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Amos extension, maybe? I think he's definitely, um, I mean, not in line, but I think they've got to be talking about it. I would be surprised if they didn't touch his contract in some way. But, yes, I, I would think he would be in line for an extension. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Pointless because they work in concert, but which has been better under Goody, draft or free agent acquisitions? That's a good question. Um, Probably just I would give the nod to free agency. Um, I do think he's got a pretty strong track record in the draft. If you look at the guys he's drafted, but I think he's done a really good job as far as, um, you know, the free agents that he's brought in. Now, you can always point to misses on both ends, right? Like, Clearly, he's had some rough spots in the draft, but he's also brought in Jimmy Graham. You know, there there's going to be things you can point to on either side. But I think for the most part, he's ba- his batting average is probably a little better in free agency, but only just, only slightly. Um, Gary, thanks for the super chat. Green Bay's defense is looking scary. We should put some games away this year. Also excited to see how much TJ Slayton progresses. Uh, Slayton had a really promising rookie campaign. There's no doubt about that. Um, I really hope he takes that jump, the proverbial year one to year two jump. Because I tell you what, you put that big body in the middle there, pair him with Kenny, you get Dean playing at the level he was playing at last year, you could really be cooking with gas. But uh, you never it's never a given. It's up to uh, you know the player in question to make that jump, to do the work necessary. But, yes, I'm with you, man. I, I'm really excited for his potential heading into year two. Tyler, thanks for the super chat. Baseball being late, go twins. And tampering period beginning this last week has been a whirlwind. I know, right? Tyler, yesterday there was like some quote unquote big breaking baseball news. And all of a sudden my timeline was flooded. I think it was something with the A or no, not the A's, uh, the the Braves, some kind of trade. But, and then it was all this NFL news. And I was like, this is too much. It was like overload. I hear you, man. There's a lot going on. Luke, thanks for the Super Chat. Good morning from the West. I've been a Love fan from day one. How's your feeling now for him in the future? I mean, really can't say much more than you got to sit behind Aaron for the next two years, most likely. And at that point, who knows? I mean, I think if he plays well in preseason, next summer there's a good possibility they trade him and then draft another quarterback. Which sucks, man. I wanted to see him in the green and gold, but this is this extension from Rogers is going to make things tricky when it comes to Jordan Love. Now, who knows, man? You, all it takes is you know one twist of the ankle, one play, and all of a sudden Jordan Love has to go in, and who knows what happens? The NFL is littered with uh, moments where guys are thrust into roles they didn't see coming, say during training camp, and they rise to the occasion or they they sink. So. Uh, anything can happen, but I would suspect, again, without having seen the contract um, and the language, it sure reads on initial reporting that they're locked in for the next two years. And with that, I would suspect that would mean Jordan Love is probably trade bait next summer if he plays well 
this preseason, which I suspect he will. John, thanks for Super Chat. In Russ, we trust Ball 2024. <laughs> I'm down with that. Um, just to go back real quick on Luke and that question about Jordan Love. If they see the future there, say, this summer, um, is there a possibility that Rodgers retires after 2024 and then they turn to Love after having watched him sit for four years? There's an outside chance, but man... It's real tough unless you blindly, you know, take his exercise his fifth year option without ever having seen him start more than that one game in Kansas City. That's a big leap of faith. But I just don't want to like completely dismiss the idea because yeah, it, it's possible, very slightly possible. Uh, Smallsish, thanks for the super chat. Am I the only one that thinks this is nightmare fuel? Love walks, Rogers retires with a huge cap hit, and then it come down to earth with the rest of the NFC North. I try not to think about it, buddy. I'm trying to, you know, maintain my mental health. Let's go win a championship. The rest, we'll worry about it when it happens. This is the path the Packers have chosen. As a Packers fan, there's nothing I can do but root for the team to win a championship. That's it. That's all I got. Uncultured, thanks for the super chat, buddy. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Trubisky is a serviceable QB for the Steelers? Bear down, pappies. I don't think it's that crazy of an idea. I really don't. I mean, we'll see. That O-line needs some help, although I think they've made some moves there already. But, um, you know, Trubisky's light of foot, so to speak. He might be able to make some hay with a porous offensive line. But, yeah, I mean, the crazier stuff has happened. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a top-flight quarterback, but I think it's a really smart move from the Steelers. I mean, you've got to have a bridge to something. Eventually, hopefully, finding somebody in the draft to be your guy, quote-unquote, but having Trubisky there means you don't have to desperately reach for somebody you probably maybe don't love this draft. Maybe you find somebody next draft, and you've got Trubisky there to hold, kind of hold the seat warm, so to speak, while you're making the transition. I don't think that's dumb. I think it's smart on the Steelers' part. Do I think they will cut Dean Lowry? Oh, I suppose there's a chance, but I doubt it. I mean, you just got him playing his best ball. Maybe they adjust his contract, but I don't think they cut him outright. But, hey, I've been surprised before. We'll see. M, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Due to COVID, I'm back live. Cheesehead TV, the best medicine. I'm so glad you're back, man. Thanks for joining us. Glad to hear you're doing better. I hope to see you at uh, happy hour on Wednesday, M. Cheesy baby, thanks for the super chat. Landry rumors have any merit? All, all I know is I know there was a bit of a back and forth yesterday because Garofalo put out that the Packers would be interested in Landry if and when he was cut by the Browns. And then moments after that, I think Josina put out that the Packers would not be one of the teams interested. All I know is that after that back and forth, I made a joke on Twitter. I used the gift from Good, Bad, and the Ugly, the stare down. And I said, we got our good old-fashioned source off. And literally right after I put that out, I got a text from someone who would know that uh, the Packers had literally immediately called about Landry. So now... Is that true interest? Is that the Packers going, look, I suspect this is what it is, is Brian and company saying, we know you're probably going to get a lot of, maybe not offers, but you'll get a lot of chatter, get a lot of people interested initially. If the dust settles and you don't have a deal that you love, give us a call. Maybe we can work something out. You can come play with Aaron Rodgers for a year, pump up your numbers, 
and then hit the market again next year. That's what I suspect that call is about. Brian, in every conversation, Goody comes. But I do know they called. That I 100% sure on. Uh, Dave, thanks for the super chat. Does post-June 1st designation work for retirement also? Could Rogers retire post-June 1st after three years and split that 75 dead cap over two years? That's a really excellent question. That is something for Ken Ingalls. I have no idea. I will admit I have not read and memorized the CBA chapter and verse when it comes to retirement. Um, it's been a long time since I had to worry about it back in the far of years. So um, that's something that would have to be kind of looked at in the CBA. I suspect no, but that's just guesswork on my part. Um, Walter, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Does Douglas Alexander Stokes, who plays the slot? And if you were a betting man, what position would you be bet we draft in the first round? Oh, man, we're so far away from the draft. I don't know. Defensive tackle or outside linebacker is my guess, with a dark horse being offensive tackle. Those are my three for 28th selection in the first round for the Packers. As far as Douglas, Alexander, and Stokes, um, well, I think we saw that Alexander played some slot uh, in that game against the 49ers in the playoffs, and he played it well. I suspect that would be maybe not the main rotation, but that would be part, a, a decent part of it. I think you'd have Douglas and uh, Stokes on the outside when they are in nickel, and then uh, Alexander kicked inside. But I think they would rotate some of that. Um, but I think they really like Alexander inside. Um, and not just from a coverage standpoint. He also gives them the ability to blitz from there, uh, wreak some havoc. Uh, stick his nose there in the run game, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I suspect that's kind of the initial idea, but we'll see. And don't forget, Douglas isn't done yet. I mean, I know the report is out there that they're going to bring him back or they're going to try to bring him back, but that's not done yet. So we'll see what happens. Timbo, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Good morning. Ball deserves a three-finger scotch after his magic work. I feel Campbell is one of the biggest gem find in years. I mean, shout out to the pro personnel group that kept in touch with him throughout last summer and made sure that he was still on their radar and bringing him late in the process. But then you got to give him a shout out, obviously doing the work coming in so late and then not being handed the starting job and winning that job and basically owning it and then producing an all pro season, obviously, but yes, major shout out to Russ ball and company for making sure that they can get this guy for another five years, which essentially is probably two or three, but um, great work. Great work all around, no doubt. Uh, Marshall, thank you for the super chat. Any cup predictions before tomorrow afternoon? I would have said Mason Crosby, but it sure sounds like that's not going to happen. Uh, other than that, you know, nothing that leaps to mind, but um, maybe they pull a surprise or two, but yeah, I think, like I said, I think they'll get some kind of restructure done with Randall Cobb. I think he would have been another candidate, but I think he'll be sticking around, although I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, nobody leaps to mind. Uh, the one We talked about Billy Turner last week here on Packers Daily, and I saw so many people online yesterday surprised at the Billy Turner cut. And I'm like, y'all need to watch Packers Daily a little bit more. Nicholas, thanks for the super chat. Can we get a comp pick for Z? No, sir. Uh, he was released, so he will not be part of the compensatory formula. Um, to be a, to get a comp pick, the the person, the guy in question, has to reach the end of his contract and then hit undrafted, uh, undrafted, unrestricted free agency. Um, 
because he was released, there is, he's not part of the comp pick formula. Preston, thanks for the super chat. Is there a scenario where we simply can't come up with a number for 17 and then we're able to trade him or can we not trade him while he's tagged? No, they can, they can trade him. Um, it would essentially get to a point where they would have to arrive at a moment where they are at an impasse so bad that they know it's not going to work or ever happen. And then you probably read something about Devante demanding a trade. Um, and the Packers would, this is in a very hypothetical universe, um, call around, find a deal they like, and then Devante's team would work out a contract. Um, and then the Packers would make the trade. So they wouldn't negotiate the contract. Whoever that he was being traded to would work it out. And then yes, they would trade him. Um, Tagging and trading is something that has doesn't happen a whole lot. The Packers have not done a lot of it, obviously, but it does exist and it does happen from time to time. Uh, Bucky Friday night. All right, Steve, go Bucky. You guys know I don't care about college basketball, but I am all in in March Madness. I just filled out our pool here at LiveX. I'm I'm very excited to watch my my bracket absolutely burn in the first like two games. Can't wait. Billy Turner with injury designation cut. Yeah, Dennis, I saw that yesterday. It's unfortunate he's dealing with that knee. Um, I hate, you know, Tom put it out there yesterday that he was not 100% when he was playing in that playoff game. So why the fuck was he playing in that playoff game? Look, I understand they like Billy, but man, putting him there at left tackle over Yash will never, ever, ever make any sense to me. Ever. Ever. I'm saying, I'm saying ever, I will never make sense to me, ever. Uh, Fultz, referencing uh, my teasing Bob McGinn because Vinovich was uh, traded today. And I distinctly remember Bob was not the only one, but, you know, Michigan man Bob McGinn was saying Vinovich was a better player than Rashawn Gary after a handful of preseason sacks. And, uh, oh, where'd it go? Oh, Fultz points out in Bob McGinn's defense, Vinovich was a better, more productive player at Michigan. What do I always say? What do I always say? No one gives a shit what you do in college against college players. It means less than nothing. It's the end of the lesson for today. College production means fuck all in the NFL. Case in point. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I rest my case. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Teddy KGB would know what to do with Tay. Pay the man his money. You know, look, look. Yes, Ted would undoubtedly get it done, and I do not doubt for a second that Russ and Brian will get it done. I think a big part of this, I keep saying, people want to fixate on the the average per year being the highest paid. I don't think any of that is a problem for the Packers. The problem is guarantees past the first year. Devante reportedly, per Spoon, per Tom Silverstein, wants his first three years guaranteed. The Packers never, ever, ever do that. Will they cave? I suspect they will, but we'll see. <laughs> Turns down phone because at work during Nag's rant. Sorry, Tony. Sometimes I get worked up. What are you going to do? All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, right here, Monday through Friday, on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favorite. Hit like on the video. 
subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go. 